0: A friend that was on like thirty or so episodes ago. She's still a New York City-based theater employee, and who knows? Maybe she wrote a one-woman show in the meantime. It's my guest is Samantha Blynn. Woo!
1: Now I kind of want
0: to write a one-woman show. For those of you, for those of you who like are kind of like, I remember that voice. She was on the Evening Primrose episode. Yes, where I was. We had a great discussion. We did. We did. Especially how loud they were at the end.
1: <laughs> I, I know. I, I still don't understand that. The biggest flaw of that entire storyline.
0: But you're, you're coming back, and you're coming back again with another strong contestant. I mean, I, I had to say no to other people because you picked this first. To oh, uh,
1: other people? Other people wanted to do this one?
0: Yes. Ha, yeah, ha, this ha, 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 This was a... This was a there was a few people who wanted to do this. Um, it's Anastasia... the the not Disney movie because it's 20th century Fox technically
1: but Disney now owns Fox okay I mean I didn't say that that's
0: (laughs) well I mean it's it's interesting because like 97 was the Disney renaissance still I would say so probably in that time or like towards the end of it because I know like Hunchback was like a dark time for them (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, I would, I would say uh, definitely on the darker side, but But, like, I think the nineties in general was a bit of a renaissance for Disney and Anastasia kind of feels like the competition against that.
0: Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Like out comes this movie from another source and I mean, it's got a fan base and everything.
1: Oh yeah. She's right here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So why did you, out of all the animated movies, I'll say, why Mm -hmm. did you pick this one?
1: Oh, this is this is just my number one, hands down, read? hands down, down my number one. Yeah, I grew up with it. Um, I was obsessed with this movie as a kid. Ups, like, I had the sweatshirt, had the stuffed uh, puka doll, like, all of it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I for like the voice talent. I have some issues with them, which we'll get get into. Oh my into. god, I can't wait! <laughs> but like Hank Azaria as. Puka, that was the t- no. No,
1: he was uh, Bartok.
0: Bartok, sorry, yeah. Puka was the dog. That's right. Yeah, Hank Azaria as Bartok. It de- doesn't sound like him.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: And like even Kelsey Grammer would like.
1: Yeah, I forgot it was Kelsey Grammer until I was like moments.
0: You g- you're yeah. just like ah, there's Fraser, but
1: <laughs> and Fraser singing.
0: Fraser can sing. Fraser can sing, but we're talking yeah. about anastasia beverly hills no i'm kidding anastasia (laughs) it came out in 1997 with a screenplay by susan gotier bruce graham bob oh fucking a uh this is all you my friend Zudeker and noni white thank you noni for having the best name
1: that is a pretty great name
0: Music by Stephen Flaherty, lyrics by Lynn Ahrens, and it's directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. And according to IMDb, the last surviving child of the Russian royal family joins two conman men to re- reunite with her grandmother, the Dowager Empress, while the undead Rasputin seeks her death. I actually looked up the history kind mm-hmm. of, of this.
1: Oh my gosh, hit me with it. I'm ready.
0: So Anastasia did die in 1918. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Although there were rumors that circulated about her escape from Russia um, and that they couldn't find the body. And it was like 90 years later, they actually buried her entire family because like they all died during the Bolshevik Re- revolution. hmm And they were, the, her family were friends with Rasputin. Like he was a mystic and a self-proclaimed holy man. He worked as a healer for them. Mm -hmm. And then um, before Anastasia died, um, there were accusations of rape from a former governess (gasps) saying that Rasputin would visit the children while they were getting ready for bed and get then
1: get the fuck out of here
0: and then another governess like falsely accused him of rape but Rasputin was eventually murdered by a group of nobles and that is me like <laughs> glossing over the wikipedia pages <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean yeah it's
0: and that was
1: definitely a, a a bubble buster when I got older and realized you know that oh wait a cartoon lied to me about historical events when has that ever happened before q pocahontas you know what i mean
0: q <laughs> <laughs> cue, cue frozen uh <laughs> the snow queen is not a happy a character no uh, and now i had to put my glasses on because i need to read this oh, i found no. this. okay so i found this bit of trivia on imdb And I just, I couldn't reword it. I had to copy it. This movie was well-received in Russia, despite the artistic liberties that this movie took with Russian history. Gemini Films, the Russian distributor of this movie, stressed the fact that the story was not, was, quote, not history, end quote, but rather, quote, a fairy tale set against the background of real Russian events, end quote in this, mo- uh, in this mo- movie's Russian marketing campaign so that the Russian audience would not view this movie as a historical movie. As a result, many Russians praised this movie for the art and storytelling and saw it as, quote, not so much a piece of history, but another Western import to be consumed and enjoyed, end quote. And that last quote is according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. Wow. So... You're not wrong in the fact that they lied to you, but, like, they lied to you on purpose. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, sorry, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. I was going to say, like, I feel like Disney, the Disney movies like to gloss over the history of it. Mm -hmm. Just to, like, make it sound nicer. Like, both Mulans glossed over everything that happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah and so and even pocahontas like crossed over and had a white savior so yeah and a talking willow tree
1: <laughs> i mean who doesn't love a talking willow tree
0: i mean that's fact that's his that's historical fact <laughs>
1: it is historical fact
0: so like this movie although rasputin like they kind of portray rasputin as the maleficent of this movie if you mm-hmm. understand what i'm talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm here for it
1: i mean yeah i think that's a pretty a pretty good way i wouldn't have thought of that but you know hearing that now I come on why. he
0: comes in during some sort of ball that they're having okay in, that's fair in, in honor of anastasia and he puts a curse on them
1: <laughs> i mean yeah yeah <laughs> you're, you're not wrong
0: although it's really really interesting because in disney films i've seen this before where they took the word evil and made it an acronym where it says every villain villain in lime so like if you think about it the villain in every disney movie has like a song that deals or like has something about them that deals with the color lime because mm. lime, as a dye for fabric and stuff, was made out of arsenic, and it literally killed people. So,
1: I fun wow. facts galore. That is well, cool because you because that color shows up with Maleficent, and mm. um, even uh, oh my god, what is the song? Scar's song in Lion
0: King. Be prepared. Like, be
1: prepared. It, that's a big color, like big part of the color scheme for that song. Ur-
0: Ursula has it in. Um, Poor Unfortunate Souls. Um, so then Rasputin, with his, the thing that he sold his soul for, mm-hmm. it's, it, I'm just saying, it's interesting that like they stole a sort of rule from Disney for a non Disney movie. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. And you have to wonder like if, if they did that because it really was like there was so much of it that made it seem like a Disney movie just because mm-hmm. of the, of the specific things co- like this that you find in, Disney cartoons and I wonder if that was like a very purposeful thing in order to get people to see the movie you know because a lot of people didn't realize for a long time that Anastasia wasn't a Disney princess or that was like I, I remember talking about that with people before uh, Yeah, you know what I'm, I mean because it does, it does in a lot of ways reflect princess movies like the, the kind of standard Disney princess well I mean it doesn't it doesn't maybe that's not
0: I feel like she was Ahead of Disney at the time, because now mm-hmm. Disney just caught up with how they treat their their heroines, their female Yeah, leads. that's a fair point. Because like the, I'm thinking of the scene at the bridge at the end, where she's battling Rasputin, and she's battling Rasputin. Yeah,
1: it's, she's like no on question. top of him, like wrestling him, and
0: so like the fact that she. Doesn't give up, and yes, Dimitri likes to play the knight in shining armor. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, but he doesn't. What does he
1: do? He gets he gets thrown onto some sort of like Pegasus, <laughs> and then knocked over the head with a rock.
0: <laughs> right. So it's like he, but he the the act of him want like I'm the man, so I must save the woman on the tracks, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, annoys me, but like they really turned it on its head and it took disney another decade or so for them to finally be like oh this is what we should be doing (laughs) yeah yeah i guess
1: i guess that's a fair point you don't really see there are like there are certain strengths like especially with like the 90s disney films there are strengths and more strengths in the female characters but not to the same degree that anastasia was for the time so i think that's And I think that's, for me, like, as a kid, I think that's part of what I really enjoyed and really loved was seeing, like, a a stronger female lead that loved a man but didn't need him.
0: Right. She didn't need the man. And then even even he didn't need her kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like, he needed her for money, but then after that, like, done. Mm -hmm. There wasn't any sort of, like oh my god we're so desperately in love with each other kind mm-hmm. of a mm-hmm. mood it kind of yeah. was but not at the same time
1: yeah because they didn't like each other that much at the beginning
0: <laughs> so did i miss how she like lost her memory
1: well so this is a bit of a a, a shady part for me too because like i'm assuming it's from when so when they're like escaping the palace right and uh-huh. her and her grandmama are scuttled away like in the servants quarters by like little baby Dimitri and grandma hops the train and Anastasia's like running after her Anastasia ends up falling and hitting her head.
0: So she does hit her head. So
1: she hits her head. I'm assuming that's what they were implying because she falls and like knocks herself out.
0: Oh. And nobody realized that she was the daughter?
1: Well that's okay. That yeah. That's the kind of shady part for me too. It's like she still looks like a like a princess. Like she she people know what she looks like and all of a sudden she ends up in an orphanage with like a nickname for Anastasia and yet nobody knows what's going on or like who she is it's it's a bit
0: bizarre to me who cares Adrian Martin is her caretaker that's all I care about
1: I didn't realize until I was looking at the credits and I saw her name pop up and I was so happy
0: (laughs) How did you not pick up on that? That's like her voice that she uses in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I li- <laughs> listen. We can have
1: a whole podcast episode about My Big Fat Greek Wedding because that is top movie for me. Not um, a
0: musical, even though I it should know be. it's right. Am I wrong? When are we?
1: No, you're not wrong. When are we going to adapt it into a musical?
0: Um. Okay. I I may have some time that I can chisel away to <laughs> figure it out. Yay. <laughs> uh. But there are other voice actors in this that, if you you scroll through the whole cast list, I'm assuming, so you yeah. probably know know who I'm gonna mention. But like in the ensemble slash character vocals, there's a little known actor named J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows him. And then just some guy named Billy Porter. Like... I I know.
1: I I what I also lost my mind at that today. Because I was, yeah, I just like I was I was giving the movie a rewatch and I was like looking through the credits and I was like, oh yeah, like the ensemble. One of my one of my um undergrad professors was an ensemble vocalist in it. So I was like, oh look, there's his name. And then like two names under that was Billy Porter. And I was like, get get out of here. Stop it.
0: Get out of here. And then the fact that Lacey Chabert is the singing voice for young Anastasia. Like, what? <laughs> I know. And it's Kirsten Dunst as young Anastasia? Like, what? I know. Also surprised me. Also surprised me. Um, I did read, though, that Liz Calloway was not the first choice. How do I want to work this? <laughs>
1: I'm I'm
0: just stunned right now. Fla- Flaherty and Aaron's were recording... The temp tracks mm-hmm. and the vocalist couldn't make it so they called liz calloway in as just like a last minute replacement
1: mm-hmm. and
0: the producers liked her so much that she got the part what a champion
1: i i just i love liz calloway so much she's one of my favorite voices of all time just in in everything i just i i can't i honestly can't imagine this movie without her
0: I mean, who was the voice of Ariel? I feel like she may be That legal. was
1: um oh my gosh, what is her name?
0: You know, who I'm Jody Benson. I feel like Jody Benson is probably the only one that m- might have been able to do it. Mm-hmm. But because she's in Disney's pocket obviously they don't want to let go of her. Yeah, of course. So, Of course. But um I also read that for Meg Ryan, she was a little tentative about doing it and they they took dialogue from like one of her movies i want to say it was like sleepless in seattle or something like that Mm -hmm. and they put it over like a scene from anastasia and to make it make sense okay although in my opinion her and john cusack are miscast yeah you think so they feel too old their voices
1: I, would, I, would, I agree with um
0: with John Cusack's. I would agree with that. Too mature. How's that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, John Cusack's. And then Angela Lansbury, like, fucking love her. I think she's doing a Scottish accent. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, the accent cute. work in this is, like, very spotty. Just across, like, I, many of the characters.
0: <laughs> I don't get why the adults are the ones that have the accent. And uh, Anastasia and Dimitri don't. It's so I, weird
1: beats me it's is it like oh accessibility to an american audience because they can't handle like people with accents like come on now yeah that's probably exactly what it is
0: we can only do american and british and that's it
1: well those are the only two those are the only
0: two accents you were were correct you're correct sir you're so correct
1: (laughs) you're correct whatever
0: like (laughs) old
1: white man came up with that yes
0: (laughs) so did you uh, get a chance to see the stage version when it came out
1: no I didn't and I which is such a bummer that was it was definitely my own fault for not seeing it but I had been waiting for literally years years and years and years for it to be adapted into a musical was so excited when it was and then I just completely dropped the ball on actually seeing it but I know <laughs> they made I, I heard that they made some like pretty significant changes as well in terms of like
0: the storyline yeah 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 <laughs> Hit me with. Them. Um, well, I didn't. I didn't actually read the changes. They got rid of in the dark of the night.
1: Well, I don't think Rasputin's in it at all, right?
0: What? Hold that's what please. I feel
1: like. That's I feel like I I was chatting with somebody that worked on the show like a few years ago, and that's what they told me.
0: There is no Rasputin.
1: Yeah, I think they've completely. I think a lot of the storyline in terms of like that side of it. <gasps>
0: that's it's changed. So rude.
1: Yeah, I feel like. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak to it again because I haven't seen it, so I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but it seems uh, like they d- had more of a focus on, like, the Russian Revolution.
0: Dear listener, I'm so sorry that I failed you on my Wikipedia research. <laughs> I thought they were going to... Because, like, a lot of cl- complaints that I have about the stage to movie version, or in this case, the movie to stage version, is like it's done. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to alter it or be like the music is in their mind. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to do that. It's done. Just like put cameras around or like make real people do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the same time, I can understand why there are some artistic liberties taken when it's adapted from one medium to another, just so that like they can stand on their own a bit. I guess musical in particular that I'm thinking of, which is another, I haven't seen the movie in years, but it's another one that I really love. Is Once, in in terms of like Mm. the adaptations that they made from the movie of Once uh, and turning it into a stage musical, they're very different, even though the storyline is the same. And like I think, I think that's an example like of an adaptation that did a really good job with it. But if you don't make solid choices in the changes that you're going to make, then what's the point of
0: doing it? Then it's
1: yeah, it's not it's not going to
0: translate. Huh. But like in the dark of the night, that song I was just banging.
1: Banging. It is a banging song.
0: And once a oh, fucking it. so, um, I told you before. I'm on the. I'm. I've been scrolling on the TikTok as to pass the time away. Mm-hmm. And there's this one person. I'm gonna post it on my social media. I, I've already planned it. Um, <laughs> it's this one guy who pretends to be like the composers of the movie as well as the producers so he's like sitting in his car as a lot of tiktokers do and he has in the dark of the night playing and as the producer he's like this is so sexy and the (laughs) composers are like yeah uh uh-huh just wait (laughs) (laughs) and he's not wrong this song is like banging it's sexy it's moody it's dark it i fucking love it it's like as much as i love disney movies it Mm -hmm. just went it just bitch slapped them with its dick and was like no (laughs)
1: yeah no it it totally did it totally did
0: once upon a december the one in her house because i know Mm -hmm. that's like that song plays like five or seven million times in the movie
1: oh yeah, yeah yeah
0: but the one where she's actually in the Um, palace actually in the palace and she's joining the con Mm -hmm. uh with dimitri and vlad vladimir yeah Mm -hmm. kelsey grammar um (laughs) but like you see the ghosts of the dancers and i'm just sitting there like what the fuck is this movie
1: i know it's it is such a magical moment that is i mean i have to say maybe this is jumping ahead a little bit but that's my favorite song in the whole whole movie december yeah hands down I just think it's so simple and it's so beautiful and the way they animated it too. I mean, also just like, we can talk about the animation is just out of this world, like with like the 3d elements that they put into it as well. I'm, I'm a big old fan of it.
0: I'm mm, okay. So I had to watch it on my phone. I don't know if this is, if it hurt or if it hurt it, because while watching it, it felt like it was a little choppy. Mm. Okay. Because my laptop wasn't working at the time, so I had to watch out on my phone, and <laughs> and it felt like they looked very flat, like there was no mm. dimension on them, like no shadow, a lot, not a lot of shadows on them. Mm-hmm. So that's just my my humble opinion, and yeah. I think I wrote them down as flat. So you're going to hear that again.
1: Oh yay. okay.
0: But I've, I I mean, once upon a December no one does that no one has done that before or at well they try to now because obviously people are like this is banging
1: (laughs) (laughs) unless try to recreate it and then they can't
0: because like you got rumor in st petersburg i know i mean there's only what nine songs in the movie which surprisingly
1: i was really surprised too when when um The when you sent over the outline actually and I was looking over it as I was watching the movie I was very very surprised to see that there was as as quote unquote few songs as there were you know because I think it just it fits in just like with the flow of the movie so well that you just don't
0: because you hear like the underscoring a lot yeah Um, but the actual singing part there's only nine of them and I'm okay with it Mm -hmm. oddly
1: well because the songs are just well placed and well written i mean that's the thing right you don't need a lot of songs saturating a story if the songs that are there serve the purpose of it
0: i do wish there was like maybe one more because at Um, the end there yeah before the battle maybe like somewhere between paris uh, holds the key to your heart and before the battle like i feel like there should have been one more song what if if there was a
1: song there what kind of song would you want there
0: i don't know just something to like because for me it i just felt like i was just like oh okay there's just a lot of dialogue and it's a little, little slowing down just something to like i don't know an Moving eleven o'clock number. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well not an 11 o'clock number no right you don't need that but like i mean maybe a reprise of mm-hmm. in the dark of the night
1: that would have been kind of cool like leading into the leading into Into the the battle battle. scene yeah like as she's like walking through the random hedge maze that's in the middle Mm
0: -hmm. of paris that's fine it's there don't ask questions
1: yeah i mean that's yeah totally totally fine
0: historically accurate 1920s paris yeah for
1: sure this if anything this movie is known for being very historically accurate
0: oh yeah 100 (laughs) percent. 100 take
1: everything as fact everything that's everything that happens
0: uh but what i was saying earlier like a rumor in saint petersburg that felt very disney Mm -hmm. that felt like um bonjour or oh definitely whatever the actual name of that song is and bell it's bell
1: it's just called bell
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) who's
1: who's the lead in that movie (laughs) who who are they talking about
0: (laughs) um to the past is kind of cute
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I will, I mean, maybe this is a controversial opinion, but I will always stand Once Upon a December over Journey to the Past. And I also love Journey to the Past, but that is, that is seen as, like, the big number in this movie. And even, I know in the, in the musical adaptation, the stage adaptation, this is the song before intermission. This is, like, the end of, they, they move it to the end of Act One.
0: Journey to, oh, they do. Mm -hmm. But, like, once upon a december is like the song of the show
1: yeah it's objectively a better song
0: yeah i'm gonna i'll, I'll agree with you on that so yay I, I i hear the hate tweets coming oh um, yeah
1: i'm just picturing everybody else that wanted to do this episode being like why did you pick this bitch to do it <laughs> she
0: doesn't know what she's <laughs> talking about <laughs> she does uh, yeah. listen to me
1: i have
0: opinions we're <laughs> And my opinion is that
1: Once Upon a December is a better song.
0: You're allowed to love it, but also find fault in it. Oh, for sure. Like the accent work. (laughs) (laughs) Because nothing is perfect. And if it was perfect, then like, why are we doing this?
1: Yeah, for sure. We don't want to talk about perfect things.
0: That's boring. Um, I also read off of IMDb that uh, Bernadette Peters hated the design of her character. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I love Sophie so much, though. She didn't like how that she was overweight.
1: Get the fuck out of here. Bernadette can, I love Bernadette, but she can get over
0: herself on that one. It's like, Bernie, you're only in like five minutes of the movie. Also, she's beautiful. So (laughs) sit
1: down, Bernadette. But I still love you, but I still love you so much. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) come on the pod. Come on the
1: pod. Yeah, you're amazing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: no disrespect maybe at the time she didn't like it but then obviously over time she got over it because like she realized the character is bubbly and joyful and it's supposed she's supposed to be like the direct opposite in every which way so yeah she's a little more curvaceous whatever
1: she's just she's just a delight like anytime she's on screen you just have to smile you know she makes me so happy and i forgot how uh, until i rewatched it
0: i forgot how much i love that character so yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. So uh random question. I know we're talking about Bernie right now, but going back with the action sequences, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. the train, how do they not see the green glowing demon? Why is Puka the only one that sees it? <laughs> it's not like it's not like a
1: dog, just a dog sense thing. It's like they're very obvious. Everything, everything glows lime green.
0: Right. Like the fucking, what are they? Like demons or something? Yeah, I would say they're little, little demon babies. Well, demon babies create a a demon monster Mm -hmm. to destroy the train tracks. And it's like, okay, well, nobody saw it.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. And so like when they want to separate the baggage car from the engine, in the front right and Demetri's like I'll go separate it or whatever he says but the little demons are like no 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 and they like weld them together nobody notices and nobody thinks twice of it they're just like oh darn what can I use give me a chisel
0: (laughs) surprise they're welded together oh no whatever we gonna do
1: it was designed like that it must have been designed like that (laughs) definitely not these demons that are flying around everywhere in our
0: face come on now how did you feel about Dimitri as a person? Um, as a character I should say.
1: As as a as a uh, a little kid watching this movie I loved Dimitri. He was a little a little cartoon crush of mine. As an almost 30-year-old woman I have very mixed feelings on him because um, yeah. I mean he's I don't I don't know. It's like they he they approach him in like a very like damaged douche bro way. You know what I mean because he's like this con artist and he just wants his money and doesn't care about anybody else and he is like a loner and all this stuff but the way that's reflected in how he treats Anya at the beginning of the movie I'm not super into.
0: Well, do we not see him in the prologue as much? I I, I literally watched this movie yesterday. In the
1: in which in like in which part?
0: So in the prologue
1: Oh, you mean in, in the like the very, original very once? Oh, the very, you see him as a little kid.
0: Right. But do you only see him come out of the wall? Is that what happens? Or do you, you
1: see, see him, him, you see him at the, uh, you see him before. So you see him like in, in the ballroom, like, you know, when they're having the party and right. uh, Anastasia goes up to her grandma and they have the whole like scene with the music box and all that stuff. You see him in the background, like looking at Anastasia, all like, cutesy and whatever oh. and some adult is like you're not supposed to be here because you're a little kitchen boy and takes him away
0: okay i mean and then he shows the time <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> i mean it's very it's really fast and then you see him again when anastasia goes back to get the music box and he right and he grabs helps her and he helps the, him
0: out he helps her and um
1: the duchess out
0: yes i almost said angela lansbury um,
1: well, yes.
0: Yeah. Same
1: thing. Save Angela Lansbury. Just there.
0: <laughs> but then you you said you agreed with me that John Kisek felt a little mature.
1: Yeah, I think he does. I mean, like, I, you know, thinking about it in terms of like how old they're supposed to be, but I mean, that's also not nothing new where their young characters are played by considerably older actors. Right. I mean, Anya is supposed to be 18 in this movie.
0: And figure he's supposed to be around the same age.
1: Probably the same age. I would say he's, if even if he was a couple years older, he probably wouldn't be more than like 21 or 22. Like still pretty young. And like, I could, so I can almost forgive Meg Ryan's voice on it um, because she has kind of a younger cadence to it. But I, and I don't get me wrong. I actually, I enjoyed John Cusack's voice just in general as a, a voice in this world. But
0: Plus it would have an- been interesting
1: to see like what would have been brought to the character if it was a younger actor?
0: Plus it was another movie for them to be partnered together.
1: Well you have to wonder if, yeah, you have to wonder if that was on purpose.
0: Oh, of course. They're yeah. like, kids will love it. They've seen yeah. Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> that was definitely on my list as like a, as like an eight year old <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that comes to mind when I think about like the voices of the film is I think about like Meg Ryan and Liz Calloway. Obviously, because like for me, like what I fell in love with, I didn't fall in love with Meg Ryan's voice when I was a kid. And like when I watch this movie or anytime I watch it now as an adult, what I love is her singing voice. And I have to say, I always find it really frustrating. And it's not just with Anastasia. It's just with any musical film like this where there is another actor
0: Mm. voicing
1: the singing character and they're not properly credited. You know, or their, their yeah. accreditation isn't at the forefront of everything. And so I also remember, I feel like this could have been a rumor that I read somewhere. And this wasn't any time recent. This would have been a while ago about like Meg Ryan being upset or something. Or like, I don't know if she had like jealousy over like the attention that Liz Calloway got or something like that. I feel like that could be hearsay. I could be making that up. But I feel like that's something that I read also was Meg Ryan's reaction to the response. I mean, the- anastasia's singing voice versus speaking voice
0: anastasia doesn't really sound like meg ryan like ov- obviously 1997 meg ryan had a younger voice than she cur- than 2021 meg ryan does mm-hmm. i think she went a little higher in her voice to make it sound younger mm-hmm. and then obviously liz calloway like steals your heart with once upon a december and journey to the past
1: because liz calloway has the perfect voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Done. Cut. Print. That is the the the
1: the thesis of this entire
0: episode. I Liz Callaway is perfect. Wonder you want to hear a fun fact? I love fun <laughs> that facts I, that I just looked up. Yeah, Angela Lansbury was part of the 2012 reading of the stage version, reprising her role. Oh, <gasps> I wanted to see if Liz Callaway like was part of the cast, and I don't see her name.
1: I don't think she was. She she did some work with them. I know, um, oh my god, I'm gonna kick myself. Who was the, the name of the actor that played Anastasia in the original production?
0: Christy Altamere?
1: Yeah. Liz Calloway did some, like, recordings and stuff with her. I think there's actually, like, a duet version
0: of Ooh. Journey to the Past
1: that the two of them do together.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. Listen, I'm really, I mean, I gotta say, I'm really bummed I didn't see the stage version, because I think I've listened to, I've listened through the album and like there are certain songs I've gone back to a few times. And I think they added some really wonderful songs to it. Like Anastasia has like a character establishing song at the beginning now called In My Dreams, which I think is just like very beautiful.
0: Oh, she gets an I Want song? hmm I mean, she kind of does have an I Want song in the movie, but it's not as prevalent as say Part of Your World.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is like, This song is basically talking about like what happened to her and what Hmm. she wants. Yeah, it's her "I Want" song. That that is literally the definition of "I Want" song. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just explain that to you, if none of you know what that is.
0: Man, explain it to me. Go. No, I. Oh God, never, never. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharps and flats? I will say though, I'm sorry if I poo-pooed on it. Um, I don't have the emotional connection to this movie that you do.
1: No, I was that's fine.
0: This wasn't my childhood, so I, 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 know, I know it gets a little touchy with some. No, <laughs> doing this with people who have emotional connections to certain things, and I, I apologize if I Not upset bro. you. Or no, and tear, you dear tear, tear this.
1: No, don't apologize to them either. Tear okay. this shit up. <laughs>
0: my podcast I mean,
1: my rules listen are. i'm sorry i mean this could be a big old love note to anastasia but that's not what conversations are about like i want to hear i want to hear your yeah, opinions. thoughts yeah i want to hear thoughts and it's I, definitely a listen i mean like childhood nostalgia aside like there are still there's still flaws with it what else do i want to talk about? oh i guess i i do i do find it funny that we just kind of skipped over learn to do it that, that song is, yeah. which it's fine
0: yeah, it's they'd... a fine
1: it's a fine song let's let's put a song in there to transition like them get going through germany i guess to get to a boat <laughs> because apparently like they shouldn't just like continue on to france like by land they just have to take a boat over there like i don't understand but well, the train blew up well the train blew up and then they were like riding in the back of like milk carts and stuff like that i don't know if it was milk cart but they were like in all these buggies and stuff and it gave them it was the transition song time where they were walking across logs and
0: and it was also etiquette and it was also the rain in Spain song. falls
1: mainly on the plane.
0: Yes, All right, right, is, that, is that the saying? The rain, the Rhine and Spain falls mainly on, on the, the plane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and the no last one has thing picked
0: I... that movie yet. By the way, <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> Listen, no, don't make me watch. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you you get other you get other choices You're All not right. picking that one
1: that's fair. <laughs> uh, the, the john has spoken
0: the john um, the, the john has spoken
1: yes and then the only other thing uh, from the other song that we didn't really talk about was perry holds the key to your heart is just i think is also just a delightful song and it gives bernadette a chance to do her thing
0: and on imdb if you go through their trivia they they show you the historical figures that are in that song. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. I I I don't have it up, and I don't feel like listing them all. So that's okay. Maybe I'll do a screenshot and put it on the Insta.
1: I think that's a great idea.
0: Yes. It
1: leaves it leaves the listeners wanting more and gives them something to look up.
0: Yeah. So be on the lookout on the Instagram. You mm-hmm. you know what it is. I'll say it later. <laughs> uh, let's get into sharp and flat, shall we? Yeah. Sharp. flat. So obviously in this section, um, we're going to highlight some moments that we've either talked about or haven't really discussed yet. And if we liked it, it's sharp. And if we hated it or didn't like it, it's flat. Uh, Sam, do you have mm-hmm. any sharps you want to highlight?
1: I mean, I feel like I've unintentionally said so many sharps at this point. Um, <laughs> I mean, my, my big one, I guess, again my big one is once upon a december just that entire scene both the song just like i think it's a brilliant song and then what we were talking about before like aesthetically visually it was just
0: yeah it's just perfect stunning. i wrote the um, same. I, I basically wrote the same thing too i just said the music slaps so hard
1: it slaps
0: so hard <laughs> and it doesn't have to but thank you <laughs> yeah
1: i mean there's a reason it was up for uh they were up for an academy award for it right they were up for yeah, and for uh um they were up for something else. I was just looking at this and I can't remember, but they they were up for they had award nominations for the music, and it makes total sense. They're an incredible duo, like writing duo.
0: Well, yeah, I didn't realize that they wrote Once on This Island and Ragtime and Susical. I yep. So my God, go team!
1: It also always made me laugh that the same team that wrote Ragtime wrote Susical. <laughs>
0: It's like that, two vastly different shows. And it also is just like two white people wrote once on this island. Like, Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: That it's funny. Cause I actually, when I was, when I was doing my little research before we started recording, I saw that I actually didn't realize that they, because I actually, unfortunately don't know once on this island super well. Oh. I mean, I know, I know I know I've listened to some of it, but I I've never actually seen a production of it. Um, but I didn't realize that they were the composers for that as well. But I do find that interesting that it was uh
0: yeah they were nominated for a, uh a, the oscars best original song journey to the past and mm-hmm. best music original music or comedy score and then for the golden globes they were nominated for two of their songs were nominated for best song journey to the past past and once upon a december mm-hmm. and it won a couple other awards for everything basically <laughs>
1: yeah I mean, because it is just great.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just great. It's nine songs, ten if you count the one that's in the credits. Well, I was so- going to say,
1: why haven't we talked about the Aaliyah cover of <laughs> Journey to the Past yet?
0: <laughs> oh, I was talking about At the Beginning. Oh. That one, I I didn't really look into it. And at that point, I was just like, I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's... Um, that happens at the end and that's like somebody different Mm -hmm. i don't know who sings that and i'm okay with that that's okay (laughs) they'll they'll
1: just live live in the ether of the end of the movie
0: do you have any flats that you
1: want to like highlight i really i also mentioned this before i the accent work really got me because it is and it's it's that thing that i think just happened a lot it just happens a lot in movies it's just like generalized ideas of what accents are and then inconsistencies and having the lead well i mean we we, we're to kind of cover this i guess but having the two like lead romantic characters speaking with an american accent even though it doesn't make sense in the world of the movie with everybody else right you know so i think i think that's that kind of generalization that i don't i don't know what
0: accent christopher lloyd has but i'm okay with it because he's the yeah. bad guy, the,
1: the the bad guy. He the just has the 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 bad guy accent.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. There's like a little Russian in there, but like,
1: yeah, he it's just head. also
0: like pete Christopher Lloyd. I mean, has Christopher Lloyd not peaked? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like has has never peaked. I should say, like he's he's pretty consistent with his stuff. You know, he's yeah. got you've got Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Adams Family this and then he just shows up in things and you're like fucking eh Christopher Lloyd and you're just always happy to see him I'm so happy to see him especially when he plays crazy Um, (laughs) he is is very good at crazy I wrote down Meg Ryan John Cusack you know felt like Mm -hmm. their voices were a little too mature like Meg Ryan was just like after talking with you she's like on the cusp I think she did alter her voice for the role John Cusack didn't um yeah.
1: Well, and I know, like, listen, I know for these types of films, like to get people to come out to see them,
0: you need you something. need
1: name actors, but there you just have to like for every name actor that isn't a voice actor, there are dozens and dozens of incredibly talented voice actors that could have fucking slayed it, you know.
0: Uh well, yeah, because like look at Moana. Mm-hmm. They put all their eggs in the basket with Dwayne John, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, that like everyone else was not really known to audiences. Mm-hmm. So they're like Lin Manuel Miranda with the music, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, perfect movie, right guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: and also Disney has that thing where like if it's if Disney's name is slapped on it, people are just gonna go. Oh, of course. See it, yeah. you know what I mean?
0: I also felt. The animation was a little flat for me. Um, mm. the, it felt too 2D, mm. if that makes sense. Like, I know it's 2D animation and all that, but, like, give me, like, a shadow under the chin or something.
1: I would be, yeah, well, what's interesting is you, you. I will say, because, I mean, you know, I was talking about, like, the, the 3D animation that they included it in it or um, in aspects of it. What I will say, and, and that I agree with you, is that there's, like, a, a, you see there's like a stark difference between like the general 2d animation that they do and then when they like bring the 3d elements into it like a big difference
0: and also like their eyes they're just so dead i get it that's c- cartoon but like they're they're not really looking at each other mm-hmm. um poor angela lansbury's character just like looks everywhere but where she's supposed to
1: oh my god that's such a good point that is such a good point actually because i'm i'm picturing right now like the moment where she's like hugging anastasia after realizing who she is and her eyes are just like all over the place everywhere Everywhere else
0: (laughs) at anastasia
1: (laughs) yeah no that's a really good point i hadn't even thought about that the eyes are pretty pretty wonky and i can see like there's particularly is where you see kind of the flat Mm -hmm. animation that you're talking about
0: yep And then also I wrote down the quote unquote conflict at the ballet where I get it. It's supposed to happen. Like she's supposed to hear the truth about him and Mm -hmm. everything else. But all he had to do was just be like, she knows about the wall and that's it. It Yeah. It would have saved us some time.
1: Straight white men never seem to have a problem with talking over women in general. So I don't know why they decided to like (laughs) not make that a thing here, (laughs) you know,
0: well, she's she's a, a dowager or whatever. An empress or something. When
1: has that ever stopped? Any of them before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, even though I said like Journey to the Past is not my fa- like, is not my top song. It is still a song that I love. And that is that is a good motivation song for me. I mean, like, I'm not going to go, like, work out to it. It doesn't motivate me in that way. But it's, like, right. it's, you know, it's a good... Like if you're strolling sense. in a park. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You
1: I know, like, if, if I'm strolling through the snow and a random animal comes out at me wanting me to follow them, um, which uh, has happened to me.
0: I believe <laughs> that, uh, you. You do that live did in actually, New York.
1: That did actually uh, happen to me once. Shit
0: happens here. Um, <laughs> I wrote down Once Upon a December in, it, in the Dark of the Night, because... Fucking a! They just slapped so hard, mm-hmm. and and they they showed up, and they're like, we're unapologetically here, mm-hmm. and you're gonna love us, goddamn mm-hmm. it! Mm-hmm. And I do. I know we we talked about the stage version is vastly different, but who would you play? And you could pick either like the live action version from the movie, or from the movie in general, or like be a voice actor for the movie, or if you know the parts in. The stage version you could pick that so who would you play if you had choice to play anyone
1: anyone I mean like my I mean it's such a boring answer but it is actually a dream role of mine is playing Anastasia like that's fun. I love it but if I want it if I'm going to pick like a fun role that I'd want to play it would be Sophie <laughs> a- absolutely <laughs> she's she is delightful and she gets to like chomps around stage and just like kill it for the few minutes that she's oh i mean i don't know if she's in this in, i actually don't know if she's in the stage version again because i haven't seen it but like in the movie she just like enters in with a bang and so takes in, over
0: in this version that we're putting up it's basically the movie but with live actors yeah <laughs> live so
1: so s- straight up want to be sophie and i want <laughs> it yeah i want to get up there and can can with everybody
0: are you gonna be okay being like all curves and swerves
1: that's all i want to be <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes i think we're gonna have to give you a different haircut just for your face i'm i'm okay with the blonde if you're okay with the blonde mm-hmm. but like maybe not a bob mm, no yeah it wouldn't work <sighs> on me like it works on her it works mm-hmm. on her for sure for you we're gonna we'll do some, we'll do another like 20s hairstyle I love I it. Else.
1: I love it. Yeah, like the 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 A-line Bob definitely it does not fit my vibe, but um
0: finger waves, maybe? <gasps> I die for some finger waves. Yes. <laughs> well um, what about
1: what about you though?
0: Ooh, hmm. Vlad is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the jovial character no matter what. Um I don't know the show at all. I've never seen it, so Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if he's in it. But I think you and I would have some fun on I stage think, together. I think
1: Bla- I think Vlad is in it.
0: You think Vlad? Yeah, cuz he's yeah. so like everyone is based off of a historical figure. Mm-hmm. He he is and I read that Dimitri is like a combination of a couple of people. Allegedly? Well, think,
1: yeah, well I think even I mean cuz the when I was reading a little bit, and I can't remember her name, but even the the Anya impersonator there's like there was like obviously there were there a lot was. of people that were impersonators but there's one in particular that like was seen as like the most authentic one or the one that um
0: that and she that got people, away with it for years yeah yeah i read i read about that too and i was just like ooh obviously this is before the time of like facial recognition and social media and all that Did well you listen imagine? and apparently
1: apparently it was a world where the the, the princess could fall on some ice and like bump her head and nobody would recognize her so like yeah (laughs) it's completely understandable that some random chick would get away with pretending to be her for
0: (laughs) for like decades for decades i think until she died like she was given like a royal treatment and everything and Mm -hmm. even and she and then after she died it was found out that she had no lineage i believe that's what i read on wikipedia don't quote Mm -hmm. me on it and again, it's Wikipedia, so grain of salt. Uh, <laughs> Sam, we've come to the end of the episode.
1: Oh, no. wait! Can I say one more character I'd want to play? Just okay. because, just one more, because it popped into my head. Um, I would like to play Bartok.
0: Okay, you know what? <laughs> I know, I, I, I know, I'm trying to end the episode, but oh, no. I have a question. I, you just because you mentioned that now, I have a question. Yeah, I'm ready. Who is the female wombat at the end? Just
1: a a, a, ran- a random uh, bitty. Can I say that? Random, <laughs> random bitty? Random bitty that just loves Bartok. Because Bartok has to fall in love too. Like, listen, Bartok is just like a little henchman, but like, is also very sweet. Like, he doesn't, he just wants to, to help people. He just happens to be helping the wrong person.
0: Yeah. To love, to love yeah. And he's even the one that's just like, do we have to kill her? Like,
1: like... With a ha and the hi, yeah
0: and the hoo-ah <laughs> so yeah so she's no but like that little fruit bat is just nobody that yeah is that
1: is a uh, the one done and i think uh his 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 little babe that comes <laughs> and, and she's very forward i i give her a lot of props good for her good for her <laughs> she sees what she wants and she goes and uh gets it but yeah that's that's all I know. It does come out of nowhere, but I guess it's Paris and love is in the air. It's
0: Obviously. Obviously. Um, Cuz that's what happens in Paris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. sure. Like we'll stare out into the world. <laughs> uh, okay, now we've come to the Now end. we've come to the end. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to plug or promote?
1: Sure. Um so I'm actually uh a a part of another podcast you're cheating on me I know I'm sorry I'm not I'm not cheating I'm just uh you're just exploring exploring I'm I'm exploring I'm I'm broadening my horizon I don't know I can't even I'm not clever enough (laughs) to come up with some sort of like weird innuendo for that but um no (laughs) just we're just we're just hanging I'm just hanging with this other one uh the podcast called tabling the podcast it's a podcast that I've been a part of for a few years now uh basically the, the premise of it is a group of actors and a director take a play from Shakespeare's canon and we go act by act doing a cold read of the play and then doing an analysis on it, the kind of the same way that you would on the first day of rehearsal when you're doing table work. Um, so it's giving listeners some insight into what the table work process would be for mm-hmm. a production. So I've been recording that. And in conjunction with that, it, there's also something called a uh, Radio Shakespeare Lab where after we do the table table read table work discussions we go back and re-record the play as a radio play
0: so you, this the first what was the first one
1: the first one tabling it's called tabling
0: the podcast so tabling the podcast is like the rehearsal mm-hmm. and then the second one and what was
1: it? radio shakespeare lab
0: radio shakespeare lab is the performance mm-hmm that is so cool. Yeah, Sorry, it's a, it's I didn't a really the names of them. <laughs> no,
1: it's okay. I mean, it's okay. It's all good. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool process, and it's it's a lot of fun to be a part of. I've recorded two plays Ooh. now at the time at the time of this recording. <laughs> um, well, I'm getting ready to dive into another one. Um, so I've done uh, Henry the Fourth, Part Two, and I'm getting ready to do the Two Gentlemen of Verona.
0: Nice. Uh,
1: but I I believe the goal is to go through uh, the entire canon. Um, which is that's a fantastic. lot. It's uh, thirty-two plays, Five
0: and then I guess each. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. Yep. So, um, definitely worth checking out. If, do if they you have
0: wants... um an Instagram or a Twitter or something, that they they can... do. So
1: they have uh, both Instagram and Twitter, and the handles for those are both at Tabling Podcast.
0: And then what about the radio? Or is
1: it... it's it's all it's all under the same.
0: It's all under the same. It's Great. all under the
1: same. If you want to, you can also check out the ISC, which is the International Shakespeare Center, which is uh, out in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And that is par- uh, what these podcasts, the company that they're um, a part of, that they're in partnership Ooh. with. So you can check them out as well. They do some really cool work.
0: And if you guys want to like come at us for some stuff that we said during this episode, you're more than welcome to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll come uh, back. We can, do, we can do a response episode, uh, a follow-up.
0: I would <laughs> love to do a follow-up episode. So uh, if you want to email and air out your grievances, more than welcome to. Email is butasongpod at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am so excited for, like, hate comments. You have no idea. <laughs> Well, uh.
1: yeah, I mean I am expecting full on hate from the other people that wanted to do this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, I'll shield you from it. But uh, thank you. Thank you. But I'm looking for towards me and this and this podcast. I want <laughs> I, I want some other opinions of, of people. And you can uh, hate me at Butter Song Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation we're going to be talking about the bob's burger episode work hard or die trying girl so sam i may have sold my soul to have this special vial of stuff that'll make us fly away so let's let's fly away (laughs) we're
1: flying (laughs)
0: bye bye